Amen. Stephen, thanks for... Uh, Stephen is visiting with us. Brother, bring some energy when he uh, leads some songs. He was telling me that uh, it was years ago that he led his... You said it was your first song ever you led here? Yep. Yeah, Larry told me he needed to pull it back. Uh, amen. The, uh, the brother has zeal and energy and faith. It's uh, Many of us know him. Uh, they came and stopped by the camping trip last last week when we were all camping. They ended up stepping out a little bit early. They were hiking the the, the long trail. I said John Muir. That's the other side of the country. But uh, they were they were hiking and got a little sick, and they still decided they didn't get enough of us. So they came back a week later just to, to hang out for the weekend. So we love you guys. Uh, we're always praying and hoping for the future that maybe you'll end up here with us one day. So, but. Low pressure. Not no pressure, but low pressure. Amen. Well, my name is Mike Balger. I have the honor of being able to be the full-time minister for our congregation here. So if you're visiting with us, welcome. Uh, I, I have only I have two points for us this morning. And uh, the title of this sermon is Come Fill My Cup. Come Fill My Cup, right? And uh, the first scripture we're going to be looking at this morning is going to be in Psalm 23. So if you've got a Bible you want to open up to Psalm 23. <clears throat> and anybody ever, anybody ever enter, entered one of those lifetime supply contests to win a lifetime supply of anything? Anybody? Right? Right. Uh, if you've ever bought a lottery ticket, you essentially have entered into one of those. But, uh, you know, you think about, I, I heard of some interesting ones. There was uh, one that was like razors. A lifetime supply of razors. I don't know if anybody be fired up about a lifetime supply of razors. Uh, you know. The, what, yeah, you don't have to buy them. Pet food. Anybody be you know, fired up about a lifetime supply of pet food? You got pets. If you don't have pets, you're just kind of bummed. Uh, you know, Snickers bars. Some, uh, yeah, mixed feelings on that one. Katie's back to going... Uh, what about $1,000 a week for the rest of your life? Yeah, I'd jump right in on that one, right? Uh, love to get that one. Domino's Pizza? Some people are like, yes. Yeah. Like, no. You know, hard no. You know, what about the life supply of love? Fired up, right? And, and I actually want to talk about that today is the idea that God is really saying, I want to give you that. That's the lifetime supply I want to give you. All right, I want to come fill the cup and make it overflow with love. Right. So if you've got a your Bible, we're going to start in Psalm 23. It's an incredible psalm about God's love for us. But it's as we go through life's journey, and, and so we're going to pick up here in verse one. It's a short psalm, but I'm going to read the whole thing. It's a psalm of David. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness. For His name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For You are with me. Your rod and Your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all of the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord 
forever. You know, this is written as a man who who is pursued God earnestly in his life. And, and it's, it's a pursuit for him to go, I want to be with you, God. I want to follow you. But one of the things he also realizes is that he's saying, God is with me through the really good times and the really bad times. Right? You know, the writer is King David, and he's certainly a man who's known a few things about good times and bad times. He knows what it looks like to be a shepherd. He knows what it feels like to be in the valley of the shadow of death. I mean, literally, there's stories of him running through a valley with with people who want to kill him, chasing after him. Right? I mean, he he knows the visual of what this would be like. But the thought is that in the whole thing, what he's acknowledging is, through the whole process, God, you were with me. Right? And, and he's wanting the, the whole passage is to remind us that this is a story. This is a, a reminder that we are, if we're, if we're pursuing God, God is already pursuing us as well. Right? He's leading us both in the good and the bad. That he never leaves us. He, he's there when all the good stuff's happening. And he's there when all the bad stuff is happening. And he's trying to lead us through the valleys, right? And get us to the quiet waters. Isn't that awesome? I mean, to think about that idea. And, and one of the passages near the end, though, it, it, he refers to this phrase, he says, my cup overflows, right? So my cup overflows. And, and this concept is that he's got an abundance. He has wealth that's just his. It's it's being poured out for him. Right? And and I would be a little annoyed, you know, if I've got a cup and somebody's like pouring into my cup, you know, I'm at a restaurant or something and the guy just keeps pouring into it. I'm like, that's enough, that's enough. I don't need anymore. Okay, stop. You know, but but here the point is not just that he's saying, I have so much in abundance from God. I don't lack. Even when I'm in the hard times, I don't lack because God is with me. Do you guys feel that way? Sometimes. Yeah, that would probably be how I would summarize it myself. Sometimes. But what's incredible is that it then follows up. It says, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. You know, this, this word in other translations is, is pursue even. That, that God's love is, is coming after us. It's not just a casual, like, meandering. It's, it's God's love is pursuing us. The, the blessings, that love... It's coming, right? And it's coming not just in a little bit, but in an abundance. Because that's how God feels about you and your life. Isn't that incredible to think about? And maybe, maybe you don't connect with it. And I guess part of my, my goal today is really to encourage us with how God is trying to fill our cups. Right? How God is going about the process of trying to fill our cups to overflowing even. And how does He do that and what do we do with it? So you guys with me this morning? Great. So I've got two points for us this morning. Point one is go to the source. And point two is pour out the love. Now in going to the source, I'll jump right into point one. This point really 
is about how God has made His Spirit and His love available to all people. Alright? And, uh, and let's turn over to John 7. Turn over to John 7 for me really quick. I can get something. this morning. So, amen. John 7. We'll start in verse 37. It says, On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. And by this he meant the Spirit, whom those, he believed, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not yet been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. And so here's Jesus. He's, he's, what I love about this is, here's Jesus. He's, he's not just a, if anybody's thirsty, come to me and drink. You know, he just gets up and he loudly proclaims, like, if you have a desire, if you are thirsting in your soul, if you are unfulfilled, I want you to get up and you can come to me and I will give you fulfillment. Right? And, and what's incredible is Jesus is not, he's not just talking about a fulfillment. I mean, we've looked at God's heart for us, right? It's not just a fulfillment to say, you know, oh, I'd like a glass of water, please. You take a drink and, and you say, thank you. I'm done with you, Jesus, right? He's going, no, I want you to be present, but here's what you get, right? You get the cup that's just overflowing, right, with his goodness. And it's, it's not a, right, it's not, these don't have holes in them, so it's all contained, so amen, alright, if you're worried. Uh, but you know, you think about this, Jesus is, he's saying, if you're thirsty, come to me, and I'm going to give to you the fulfillment. Not in a little bit, but in an abundance. And what he's talking about, though, is he's talking about his the love that He's going to pour out on us. He's talking about the Spirit that He's going to put within all who would choose to follow and believe. And we receive that Spirit when we get baptized. But when we, we look at this passage, you know, He's saying, I want to give you sustaining power. Right? In your hearts through the Holy Spirit. In Romans 5.5, 5, if you're taking notes, you want to write this one down. Romans 5.5, 5, it says, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Who has been given to us. I'll read it again. God's love has been poured out, has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You know, I don't know how much you think about the Holy Spirit. That it's it's a it's not just a an ethereal force. Right, it's, it's, the spirit is a is an individual that is able to speak and prompt and move within us, and it's a relationship truly with God that we can we can interact with when we silence ourselves to distractions, when we come to Jesus and we come to the Spirit to get what we need. But 
You know, to me, I look at this story. I, I look at God's story with us. And it's incredible. Because here's the thing. When we talk about coming to get fulfillment, right? When you think about what do I need to... What, what are some of the things... Well, I'll just open it up really quick. What are some of the things we chase to find fulfillment in life? Money? Work? Work. Love? Love? Relationship? Relationship. Education? Achievement? Achievement. Achievement. Material things, right? Just stuff? Right? These are all things. Food? Right? These are all things that we look to to get fulfillment. And God's going, look, I want to give you something. I've, if, you're, if you're mine, I've already given you something. Right? To get that fulfillment. And to go for it. But, and, and he, but his point is that you need to come to me if you want it. If you want to be filled up. Now, what I loved about this illustration is so, you know, my glass overflowing here. But what if, what if my idea of, of God's love pouring out to me, you know, when he gave me the spirit, here's what's cool. So I'm not going to pour it on the floor, hopefully. But uh, when he gave me the spirit, envision that this is an unlimited pitcher. It's never really going to run out, right? And so when I'm thirsty, which I sort of am right now, so I'm not. I've been dehydrated lately. You know, I, I could take a drink. And, and so as I, as I drink from the cup that God is filling up for me, sometimes I, I can get refreshed. And the idea of being thirsty, it doesn't mean that I won't want some more water. It's saying that you're not going to go thirsty if you come to Jesus. Sometimes I've read this and I thought, well, then I'll never be thirsty. Like, like literally, I won't have a, a thirst. And that's not what it means. It means that you will never go thirsty. Like, that you're never going to have to wait because it's going to be right here with me. The Holy Spirit, it never leaves you. When I go to work, I've got, I have it right here. When I'm at home, I have it. When I'm at church, I have it. And so where I walk around, I have the Spirit's power and love and presence ready to pour out into my cup and fill me up. Right? And even as I have both of these with me, you know what I can do? I can go... Oh, great. I'll just hang on to this. Can I have some water? Can, can, can you fill my cup for me? Right? And I'll, I'll go back to the world and look for it. Now, I do think that there's an element that, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, of how do I use the overflow, right? Because I do think I have the opportunity to pour out from the unlimiting flow of God into others. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I just consider this. As Jesus is talking about his spirit... Am I going to it? Are we going to it? Going to Jesus and spending time with Him. Right? Are you going to the source? Or are you looking for other things to fill you up? Right? And, and what are some ways that we can do that? You know, I think part of it, for me, it's great quiet times. Right? It's, but it's not just uh, like reading my Bible all the time. Sometimes it literally has to be like, a, like quiet which I have two small children, so that's not easy, right? Um, and it, it's been very difficult. I'll be very honest. It's been very challenging to have quality, quiet times now with two kids in my house and, and the way our life works. And I know that parents, you guys can relate, right? 
I mean, it doesn't matter. You work a full-time job uh, and, and you have kids. It can be tough. But I look at this and I go, how do I connect best with the Spirit? I need to spend time in my Word. I need to make sacrifices to make it happen. Now, I have to get up earlier before my family gets up to be able to get those times. Right? And, and when my house is still quiet, I need to be able to sit and be quiet. Some of us like to do it late at night. And if you can be quiet and still and connect with God at that time, then amen. But that's where God's going to be trying to fill you up. How is that going, getting that time with God? Spending time in prayer, in meditation, in the scriptures. You guys with me? If you want to be, if you want to have your cup filled, you've got to go to the source, guys. Now, what's great is, as I said, that source is going to be overflowing. If you're going to it. Anybody felt burnt out in the last, let's say, let's say month. Anybody felt burnt out in the last month? Yeah, I'll raise both hands. All right. I've definitely felt that. And what I need to do, though, is to make sure that I'm going back to get refreshed from God. And I found that in the times where I can go back to Jesus and ask and, and really meditate on him, I find it. It's, it's weird. I find extra energy. It's true. It, if you feel like incredibly irritated and annoyed, uh, I felt this way. If I can just take a few minutes sometimes just to try to be still and connect with God, I can find the, lo- the fruit of the Spirit, the love, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, the faithfulness, the self-control. Self-control is super helpful in helping utilize all the other ones. But I really think the greatest of them is love, right? And they're so available to us. You know, I love it. But I think it's, it's making a point to say, are we going? You know, so what do we do? We should imitate God. In his pursuit of us, I love that he is not a hypocrite. If you want fulfillment, it's about going to God to get time with him. God literally, here's, here's what's crazy. Okay, guys, think about this. God tells you, you've got to come after him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Jesus, you know what he did? Jesus went from being God to come down to live on earth as a human, with humans, to die for humans, to reconcile humans so they could be with God. And then he says, okay, humans, now try to come and work with me. Oh, and then he gave us the Holy Spirit to be within us. You think God wants to be connected and has made an effort to get to know us? So I love that God's not a hypocrite. He's like, I'm going to come after you guys. And so with all of this, we we should follow his example. And he's going to pour out into our lives his love in an abundance. And so that leaves us with the question of what do we do with the abundance when we have it? Right? So that's point two. Point two is you've got to pour out His love. And we're going to go and look at... Let's look at John 13 really quickly. You guys still with me? John 13, 34, and 35. This next scripture is really about following Jesus' example. This next point is really all about following Jesus' example. Verse 34. He says, A new command I give you. 
Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. You know, as you go over your notes this week, I want to encourage you to go back and read through this whole chapter. Right? I'm assuming you're taking notes, but uh, if you don't, maybe make a note in your own phone, send yourself a text message, make a memo. But read through the entirety of this chapter. And what you'll find is Christ is outrageously humble, merciful, and compassionate. Right? He's so humble because what He does earlier in this chapter is He, he goes and He cleans His disciples' feet. And I don't have, I'm not like grossed out by feet or anything, but I'm not, I wouldn't want to like wash you guys' feet. I mean, I, I, you know, if I'm going to be, try to be like Jesus, maybe we will have a foot washing time at some point and I'll wash your feet, Ryan. Amen. Hopefully you'll have gone swimming earlier or something. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'll wash some feet. But Jesus, it takes some humility to get on your knees, to put a towel around your waist, and to touch Anybody's feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, to sit down, to kneel down in front of them and do that. Jesus is so humble. He's merciful because he's sitting down and he's breaking bread with the guys who are about to betray him. And abandon him. And just compassionate knowing that I love these guys and I'm doing all of this for you. Isn't that amazing? And so that's what you're going to see as you read John 13. I want you to read through it and meditate on it and then come back to this verse 34 and 35 and go... Love others as He has loved me. Wow. How has God loved you? Maybe even make a list for yourself and consider that. But here, Jesus, He's pouring out His love and His life and He has done it in every sense of the word. You know, and as I've said, and, and I many times, and again, I can joyfully express it, is God is not a hypocrite. God is not. Jesus is not a hypocrite. He expects us to love others as He has loved us. And He's done some extreme examples. It would be hard to follow a hypocrite. Don't you agree? Which is why I'm grateful that like, I am not the Messiah. Okay? I'm grateful. You know, I, yes, I have a role and a position as a church leader, but I am not a perfect human being. And I love the fact that I can proclaim that and go, guys, please be merciful to me, right? Because I'm not perfect. We follow a perfect Jesus. I just try to communicate as effectively as I can His words, right? But I love that Jesus is not a hypocrite, right? I know I've got failings. And so, and and I think all of us know that we all do. Do we not? But here, when... But my calling from God is still to be filled with Jesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit, be filled up with love, and then to pour out love into other people's lives. And compassion and mercy and act with humility. All of these things. You guys with me? And so I look at this and I go, if you're a baptized disciple, you have the Holy Spirit. You have access to all of the fruits of the Spirit. I love so much what Steph shared today and just about overcoming fear with faith. You know, she's very real and I I loved it. You did a great job. You know, but for me, not only are we able to personally benefit from the Spirit dwelling within us, 
But we do get to pour out into other people. Right? I mean, what is great is, is I, can, I can pick up my pitcher. Right? I shouldn't expect... I shouldn't expect to get my cup filled by other people. In, in the sense that this is the only way to get it. Amen. Right? I mean, I want to come to Jesus. I want to be filled up by the Holy Spirit. But you know what I have? Because I have an abundance of the Spirit and overflowing in my life, that this never runs out, is that I can go to others and make an effort to pour into your cup. I don't need to... I would love, you know, amen, I have a cup too. Anybody wants to try to, you know, top it off, please do, right? Amen, bro. So, you know, you think about it, though, that I've got one too, but you've got a cup, and I'd love to see yours overflowing. And, and I can try to pour from the overflow that I have because of the Spirit within me into your life. Isn't that, isn't that cool? Yeah. That this is something we can do. We can do it when we are connected with God. And so I want to encourage us. We've got to connect with this source. We've got to go to it. And, and I don't want to have the expectation and get weird feelings because I can and I have a different point, right? That, well, nobody's pouring into my cup. You know whose responsibility it is to fill my cup? Jesus. Amen. It's my responsibility to go to Jesus and get my cup filled up. It is a blessing that God has given me, you guys. Right? And you, the heart to want to go, I want to go, I want to top you off. Can I just top off your cup a little bit? Right? And let the cup be filled so that I don't have, you know, I, I can have full, but I can be overflowing. And maybe it's you that gets to, to top that off and play that role. And I love that. I love the idea that I get to be the one to maybe help somebody else's life by using the Holy Spirit to pour out into others my love, mercy, patience, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, all of these things. Right? And so, we just come back to this today. And I ask you, are you grabbing hold? Did you get a hold of the picture? Are you holding, are you being filled up? And then I want to encourage us, what do we do with the overflow? Right? We have an abundance because of Jesus. We have an abundance because of the Holy Spirit within us. Let's pour it out to each other. Because we can. Right? And it is, there is the command, right, to love one another. But I don't want to have the expectation of you in the sense that I don't want to get guilty or, or, or feel bitter if other people aren't doing it. But I love when it happens. And I want to do it for you. So let's do it for one another. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's grab hold of God's Spirit within us. Let's be filled up with God. Let's rejoice that God is not a hypocrite. Amen? No. As we follow His example of how He poured Himself out, let's fill up one another's lives. Love each other. Let's come and fill our cup. Come to the source. Pour it out for others. Let's love God and love the world. Amen. Amen.